I only have a few thousand followers. My email list has only a few hundred subscribers. You know, I launched my podcast and only a handful of people listen every week. Is that you? Well, confession, it has been me in the past as well, but there is a big shift in the way that I now think about a so-called smaller audience. And funny enough, the reframed thinking has actually helped my audience get bigger and get more engaged just because of this mindset shift. So I want to share and talk more about it. Let's dive in today on the Rising Tide Talent Show. Rising Tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. The Rising Tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. Well, here comes the rising, the rising Listen, we all do it. We all think about the size of our audience. How many followers do we have? How much influence have we built? There are vanity metrics, and let's just be real. We all subscribe to them, me included. And then there are conversion metrics. And I find that many of the people I talk to get caught up in the vanity metrics or compare themselves to people who have a larger following, a bigger email list, more people in their pipeline, whatever it is, whatever the big sexy metric is. And they don't really think about the opportunity that they have to drive more engagement, to have higher conversions, to have more revenue, or whatever else that actually drives you to feeling successful. Now, for many people listening, the success is in the money, right? For me too. I'm a business owner. And so at the end of the day, a lot of time I'm measuring my success in, was I profitable? Am I growing? And did I serve my clients in a way that also allowed me to grow and scale my income, right? It's okay if money is your main metric. We all have to pay the bills. We're all focused on growth and we're all big, bold dreamers. And money is kind of a factor, right? Not kind of, it is a it is a huge factor. So let's just stop apologizing for wanting to be people who generate revenue and lots of it. But let's also think about how we get to that. And I want to just, I want to bust a myth because I have the advantage of being friends with some big time influencers and some big time business success stories. Like these are people that I have looked up to for years that you look up to. I just happen to have lived the luckiest life and now call many of them friends or colleagues, or I can reach out to them with personal struggles or professional questions. And I will tell you that they struggle with their own engagement. First of all, there is no number where you're like, I've made it. I've got a million followers or I've got X, Y, and Z people on my email list or whatever it is. It's never enough. Or for very few people, is it enough? For the people in my circle, even the quote unquote role models of success, they are still feeling like they haven't yet achieved their biggest dream or they are comparing themselves to their own role models. So it's definitely a vicious cycle. But again, I can tell you from speaking to these amazing people, even those who have big numbers in their audience don't necessarily know how to successfully convert them or get them into whatever their business goal is. And I'm 
I find that some of them have a little bit of FOMO from either the way back days when they first started or talking with me or someone else who might not have the same level of following or the same size of audience, but who do a better job on paper converting them or engaging with them, having conversations that ultimately get them to do the thing. And those one-on-one conversations and conversions are definitely harder to do at scale. So the more followers you have, the more people on your list, the more difficult it is to maintain that same sense of personal connection and one-on-one. It's why influencers have teams. It's why big-time business owners have teams. And the further they get up the ladder and really stand in their role as founder visionary, the harder it can be for them to be in the weeds. And so again, I just want to I just want to cast like a big vision here and tell you what you probably already know, which is nobody feels like they have it together. Nobody feels like they are a huge success with no additional goals and everybody has a little bit of the grass is greener. But let's actually talk about the numbers because I am nothing if not a data-driven girl. And I will tell you that as I'm recording this, this is in early 2023, My word for the year is activate. That was, I really wanted to shift from sort of this year of healing and renaissance and rebuilding and figuring out how to survive burnout and then thrive in the wake of burnout. And now I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm ready to activate. And one of the big goals that I've set for myself is to get back into professional speaking. So this is something that I actually have done quite a bit in the past. I I think I took it for granted. Uh, I love it so much. I love speaking. I love educating. I love leading workshops. I love doing keynotes. And I had some incredible opportunities that really fell into my lap years ago. And I was getting it done, you guys. I was traveling. I was speaking to incredible groups of fitness professionals and business professionals and marketing professionals and you name it. I was on big stages. I was on small stages. I was doing keynotes. I was doing workshops. I loved it. And then it all kind of stopped. Now, a big part of that certainly was the pandemic. There was nobody traveling for big events and everything shifted to virtual. And while there are some absolutely amazing virtual opportunities for professional speakers that I am exploring, um, I was also in a season of my professional life where I was really devoted to the work I was doing internally for our team and developing our team. And so any quote unquote speaking I did or presentations I did were really just for people inside of our small bubble. And I did not travel. I did not step on a lot of public stages. I did not get on people's podcasts. Okay. Why am I like revealing all of this stuff to you? Why am I bearing my soul of what was and what could have been and what I'm hoping to do? It's because the truth is as confident as I am, about recording this podcast for you, getting on stage, getting in front of a camera. These are all things that I love to do. It's terrifying. I was talking with a friend recently and she said, do you, do you get scared? And in her context, it was anytime I'm on camera, do you get scared, scared when you go to record an Instagram reel? Do you freeze up when you are about to record a podcast? Uh, do you get nervous when you're stepping on stage? And, and the answer is, Yes, of course I do. I am very, very confident going into it. And the moment that my foot hits the stage or the mic is turned on, 
or the camera turns on, I'm good. I lose those jitters really quickly. But there is basically a 30-second piece of this experience that is terrifying to me, like borderline panic attack. I go through all of the emotions in 30 seconds. I'm an imposter. Who do I think I am? What if my voice cracks? What if I trip? What if the slide doesn't come up? What if they boo me? What if nobody shows up, right? And so I have those jitters, and it's typically a room where there might be 50 people. There might be 250 people. If I'm doing a virtual event, it may be 500 to 700 people. But typically, it's a quote-unquote smaller audience. I'm not often speaking to tens of thousands or millions of people at once. And I am scared. I am fearful that I could look foolish or that I will forget what I'm doing or that I won't bring value. And What I have to remember is that this group of 200 or 50 or whatever the number is, they are there to hear me and they believe that I am an expert and they are excited to hear what I share and to learn from me. And my job is not to speak to the people outside of that room. My job is to speak to and educate and empower and entertain in all of the words. It's to do all of those things for the people in that room, whether it's 12 or 50 or 200 or 700. But typically when I am speaking, it's not to an audience that's in the thousands. And it hit me as I was feeling frustrated, to be honest with you. One day I I put the work into doing a reel and for whatever reason, this particular piece of content did not work. It just flopped. And even as I look at my numbers, I don't get tens of thousands of views on every piece of content I put out, but I can I can pretty much predict where I'm going to be with the overall reach and the engagement on any piece of content. And this one just didn't do it. It was like 50 views, 100 views, 250. And I'm like, do I delete it? Like what? I was so mad. y'all. I was so frustrated. Why did I waste my time doing this? And then I remembered If I had been speaking to those same 200 people and I had been on stage in front of them, I would have been so excited and so humbled. So why was I not feeling the same way about the 200 or 400 or whatever it got to be that day? Why was I not the same? Why did I not have the same level of excitement speaking to them? It's literally the same number of people. So what is it about speaking on stage and feeling like, what an amazing opportunity. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. I can't believe 200 people came to see me speak. Oh my gosh, what a scary thing. And to discount and to really just not appreciate the same number of people seeing this other piece of content. So of course, it's okay to want more. We're all seeking growth. If I can do a piece of content that is going to get 500 people to watch it, I'd much rather have 5,000 or 50,000, right? Again, these are this is human nature. But what I'm trying to articulate to you is that a mindset shift for me has been to really understand that while the reach and growth is great, I am so lucky to have the audience that I have, whatever that number is. And more importantly, I know the following to be true. 
that it is better to have 100 people who watch you, love you, and then take action. If you're selling a product, they buy it. If you are offering a service, they sign up. If you launch a new thing, they are the first ones to subscribe. If you have 100 people that you have this engaged, intimate relationship with, and you are talking with them and you are serving them and you are giving them offers that they absolutely cannot wait to say yes to. I know when I wear my business hat and when I wear my, you know, human hat, uh, that that is better than having a thousand people who will consume, who will listen, but who don't engage and who are never going to buy. And the numbers bear that out. If you have an email list of a hundred people, and you're pursuing growth, that's fine. But look for the opportunity to convert more of the 100 people than you are now. And the good news is, is that when you do get to a 1,000, I'm fully confident that you will because if by listening to this, you are about growth, you are purpose-driven, you are passionate, and you are looking for the next thing in your life. Thank you, by the way, for listening. And thank you if you do subscribe to the Rising Tide Talent Show, a little plug there. But if you are here listening to that, you will get to a thousand and that one thousand will be ten thousand and that ten thousand will get to a hundred thousand and the, the growth for you is limitless. And so I want you to really be disciplined and say, it's okay for me to pursue that growth and want more. But what I can do right now is make sure that my systems, my operations, my engagement, my funnels, my conversations, all of the things that I can do, that those are happening. Because if a hundred people are on my list and 25% of them will convert because of the work I do as I'm speaking to them because I position my offer or my service or my ask so beautifully that they can't help but to say yes. Then 25% of a thousand, if you can keep that consistency, is going to bring you more business success, more XYZ success than if you focus on growth, 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 and you don't do the hard work to engage and serve because what's 0% of a thousand? That's no money. That's no money. And I will take the highly engaged 100 over unengaged 1,000 any day, every day. And I think you will too. I really think you will too. And so pursue growth. Try to get new followers. Try to engage with your audience. I'm doing that too. And I'll be cheering you on. Make sure you let me know in the DMs. Make sure you follow me and let me know you're on this path because I'm going to walk alongside you and I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader. But while you're doing that, don't miss the opportunity to do what those uber influencers can't do and probably wish they could, which is do the hard work, feel humbled, take advantage of every single person who has handed over their contact information. Think of them as the people in the audience on stage. If you can serve them and if you can bring them incredible value and entertain them and make them want more then those 200 people or the 100 people on your email list or the the 500 people who happen to follow you on a social platform, you are going to be able to do amazing things, but you will miss that opportunity if you spend too much time focused on the vanity metrics and not enough time on the metrics that matter. And if I sound animated, if I sound like I'm getting fired up about it, it's because I am. It's because I am, because growth is a hard in this, the year of our Lord, 2023. It's always been hard, but it is hard AF y'all. And I'm there doing it. I'm doing the hard work right along you. And it would be easy to get defeated if it was just about that number. And if we can reframe it and remind ourselves, as I am reminding myself, 
that it really is about the conversion. It's about that messy middle of the funnel. How am I talking? What am I saying? What's the offer? How do I make it not just so easy to work with me, buy from me, engage with me, but I want my audience to feel like I can't miss this chance. The minute Katie sends an email, I'm going to open it. I'm going to click. I'm going to share it. I'm going to forward it. All of those things, that is what you want. That is what you want from your audience. That's what the big influencers want from their audience. And and again, these are people that I love. There's no question that some of the biggest influencers also have the biggest hearts and are extremely savvy business people. And they are able to convert and scale and grow their businesses. But certainly there is a missed opportunity the bigger you get to still have that same interaction with the people in the room, the people on your email list, the people who are subscribing to your podcast. And so whether or not you are a speaker or this is something you're pursuing in your professional growth as I am, I want you to think about that. And I want you to remind yourself that if you feel frustrated or you get down on yourself about a vanity metric, I only have X, Y, and Z. I only have this many followers. I only have this many people on my email list. I want you to think about those as people who are literally in seats in front of you waiting to hear you say something, waiting for you to open your shop. They are lining the block. They are around the corner because the minute that you open your door, they are going to be the first one in and they are going to grab one of everything that you sell. If you had 200 people lined up around the block to come into your store, wouldn't you be so excited? If you had 200 people sitting in front of you and you stepped on stage to speak, Wouldn't you be so humbled and so appreciative and so excited? And wouldn't you see the opportunity to build your business? I do. And because I am so focused right now on building or rebuilding the professional speaking side of what I do and who I am, it's easy for me to literally picture every person listening to this podcast as somebody sitting in the room waiting to hear me speak. And that has so much value for me. It's such a huge goal. And I have found that to be helpful. And I hope that you find it to be helpful because it can be discouraging and defeating to focus on the vanity metrics. And again, we all do it. You are not alone. But this is a different way to reframe your quote unquote small audience and really see that as a huge opportunity. And I'll just leave you with one thought. My own experience as a business owner is that the size of my list has very little bearing on the success of my business. Now, there's a big caveat. I am a done-for-you service professional, and so I really don't have a scalable product or a scalable offer the way many others do. And in those cases, if your conversions are high, then yes, it's great to have a bigger list. But I have made a very successful business, a multiple six-figure and fast-growing business doing bespoke, done-for-you marketing services at a high level. And I have done it historically with a pretty medium-sized list, a pretty medium-sized audience, a pretty medium-sized reach. And I have done that because I have dialed in my offer, my messaging. I'm willing to have those conversations and I make it really easy for someone to say yes. And I believe in my heart that there are successful business people in your circle right now, your sphere of influence, 
who would be able to tell you the same. Some of the biggest and most successful founders in the world have a great personal brand, but they don't necessarily have a beautiful tech stack or automation stack on their own. They just haven't needed it. They convert one-to-one and you can do that. And some of the most successful business people in the world have done that. So I wish you luck. I can't wait to see you grow, but I also can't wait to see you convert the people who are already sitting in front of you waiting for you to speak. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Talent Show. For more, follow at Rising Tide Talents on Instagram and visit risingtidetalents.com. You'll find show notes, resources, and much more from today's episode. It's all at risingtidetalents.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Katie Widrick, and you can find me at kwidrick. Until next time, remember, a rising tide lifts all ships. A rising tide lifts all ships in love.